another episode of the tea corner i am your host mr ceo spoken king and yes i told you with this with this new season coming up i was about to say episode i meant season y'all but with this new season coming up i'm gonna be throwing in different topics and stuff like that like what we gonna do today we are going to talk about which one is more important health or the product now, the reason why I'm saying which one is more important is because in recent light of what's been going on, and if you are a WWE fan, you you do know what's going on with Jeff Hardy and stuff. And, you know, wrestling fans, we've been following Jeff Hardy for all these years. Like me, I followed Jeff Hardy since... He first came into the WWF way back in the 90s, you know, um, when the Hardy Boys was still looking like there was a whole bunch of teenagers just having the fun, you know, wrestling people in the likes of, you know, The Undertaker, Kane, you know, these teenagers doing stuff that you would see from the Young Bucks, but they was the first wave, you know what I'm saying? So, we... In the wrestling community have been watching you know jeff hardy for all these years and we know about jeff hardy's you know you know trials and tribulations and stuff like that and you and one thing i did not agree with the wwe on and you know on, on my facebook page you know i saw this article that popped up about you know jeff hardy in his going back to rehab and stuff and on on that on that forum, we was having a real deep discussion. It was a bunch of people making very good, valid points. And one thing that a good friend of mine said was this. That she did not like how they tried to expose and, you know, monetize his demons. Monetize his you know lowest point and that that's that's where i think the we is making a crucial mistake at and that's why so many wrestlers to me from what i've been seeing and stuff you know the we is still the hot product it's still the it's still the it's still the scorching pot on the stove, you know what I'm saying? It's still that scorching pot on the stove, but it's starting to have another pot that's starting to get a little bit more hotter than the than the original pot that everybody used to cook in. And that original and that other pot is called AEW. 
And if you have been paying attention with AEW, you know, AEW has a person that's going to do rehab too in the name of John Moxley, you know. Salute to them both, you know, John and to Jeff Hardy. You know, hope, hope I'm praying that y'all will come back stronger, better than y'all was before. We are still rooting for you in the wrestling community for both of y'all. Not for one of you, but for both of y'all. Because, you know, don't think the fans is not paying attention to what is going on with the product that WWE is trying to sell to us. And no, I'm not just going to get harped up on WWE. But WWE is the, is the biggest corporate of what's going on in that's why I was that's why I'm titled this podcast Health versus the product. Which one is more important? So WE Wall Street. They in the money. They money makers. They they just, you know, whatever aspect that they could put their fingers in, they're going to try to do it, you know? And that's how you become a millionaire. You know, you got multiple incomes, you know what I'm saying? So, WWE, I counted at least, at least, um, eight to ten different incomes WWE has made and monetized for itself. It is straight. It's on billionaire status, all right? And let me tell you right now, um, I had the privilege and the honor to talk with some some distinguished people in my life. You know, um, I talked with um, I talked with you know Jesse Jackson before. I've also talked with a whole bunch of other millionaires before, and the one thing. And no, I didn't hear this from Jesse. I'm just using him as a reference of who I've heard this from. Like, who I talked to about this before. I talked to Jesse Jackson about something else. You know, he a real cool dude. But I was just using him as an example of who I've talked to historically in my lifetime. But I've also talked to some millionaires. And I've been studying them. And if you have about six or seven incomes coming in at the same time, you are on a multi-millionaire status. You got money coming from everywhere. You have your hand in ten different incomes and stuff like that. You're on billionaire status. Ten or more, billionaire. You don't have to even worry about it. You're going to get there. You know, you won't surpass being a millionaire real quickly. Okay, so I get it. I get it. You got this product. You try to put the best product out there. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to put the best product out there. You're trying to put your best foot forward to gain more audience. I get it. I got it. All right. But we are at a crucial time right now, y'all, where we got to start thinking which one is more important the health of a person or the wealth of money and I think that's where WWE is forgetting about and stuff like that I know they helped you know Roman Reigns with his whole cancer thing and they helped many other people with their with their rehab and stuff but Let's let's really talk about how long it took them to actually get there. While other people was actually like, yo, look here. We love you. We don't want to see you go down this road. Like, real talk. Um, I think that's why people are starting to gravitate more to AEW, to be honest with you. Because with AEW, you don't have that, 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 uh, now that big that big guy little guy ratio you know what I'm saying you got like a company that feels like it's built on a family atmosphere well I mean family atmosphere I mean look 
Everybody loves everybody. They ain't going to try to hurt nobody. They're going to try to work with you. And if they work with you, if you got a company where, you know, everybody loves what they doing and they can get your all and they enjoying the interaction with the fans and they and fans are enjoying the interaction with them. That's why you do not have a set like when I look at AEW, I don't look at it like I look at WWE. WWE is like good guy, bad guy, boom. There you go. AEW is like this. We just fans of wrestling. So you have a bad guy getting cheers when he's not supposed to get cheers. And you have a good guy that's getting boos when they're not supposed to get boo because they love the interaction with the people. And I wish that there was more, more, more of that going on. If that was more of that going on, then we would not have the forbidden door in wrestling. We would not have a forbidden door. That forbidden door was created because of, you know, I'm a billionaire, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say no names, but it was a certain billionaire, you know what I'm saying, that that wanted to buy up all these, these territories. And we know the story of Vince McMahon and stuff like that. But when you buy your competition and you do not set a foundation for a new one or try to make it sprout and, you know, flourish and you just giving people this one product, you better have the best product of all lifetime because the next one that comes up to, this, to the to the bat ready to swing, they gonna run it out the park because people just gonna get sick and tired of you. And they just gonna run over to the other side because it's something new, it's something different, it's something profound, it's something unique that hasn't been going on for all these years. See, me personally, I think WWE brought this on themselves. And the reason why I say they brought this on themselves, and you, you get all into the business mouth and to all the montage and stuff like that, you know, stuff like that, and you get all into the numbers. But the bottom line is, I'm not talking about numbers. I am talking about the fact of, hey, we are right here. We are in a pinnacle moment in wrestling history where... We have people having this opportunity to say, you know what, look here, I love you, I love what y'all did for us, but I want to work for this company because they're more unique, they're more profound to me. And I'm not a wrestler and stuff, I don't know what I want to say that I am a wrestler, but what I am is a wrestling fan. And what I have seen over this period and this lifetime in wrestling right here is when you have one product and you do not produce your best every single day, then you run people away. Case in point, what WWE did. Still keeping WCW around, which WCW was not a bad product. In fact, to me, I'm going to be honest with you. WCW had more of a unique perspective than WWE. WCW had more of a unique, you know, fan base than WWE. WWE has always been wanting to sell and market to the kids. WCW was one that didn't just sell to the kids, but it sold to wrestling fans. Now, what made the Attitude Era so big and popping is because, look here, you had one company 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this way. I'm gonna do it this way for y'all. I'm gonna do it this way. You had one company down in the black and white. You had another company down in the green and black. You know what I'm saying? And but at the same time, they rocking it together. They feeding off of each other, and they making each other grow. Hell, we can even throw in ECW, which uh, quite frankly, I won't be honest with you. I think. Uh, the whole attitude era was stolen by Vince McMahon away from from um, Paul Heyman because what people did not understand was yo what you seen on W what you seen on WWF well WWF back then but it's WWE now what you seen on WWE right now in the 90s it's the same thing that you know if you stay up past 12 o'clock and on my on my TV it used to come always on the WB, which is now CW. And you know you could watch ECW and stuff like that because they had to show it late at night. You know what I'm saying? They had to show it late at night so that the kids would be asleep. Cause ECW didn't give a fuck. They was going to do what the hell they wanted to do, and then that was it. That that was just a point blank period about it. ECW was the original Renegades. WWE didn't hold a candlestick to the to the creativity of ECW. Now I give Paul Heyman that much. Paul Heyman had a visionary plan that was going to revolutionize this whole entire wrestling community. And don't say it did not, because if it wasn't for Paul Heyman, then the Attitude Era would not even exist. Because who would Vince McMahon steal it from? Nobody. But you know what? Truth be told, truth be told, uh, I would like to just say, like, the Attitude Era, I'm just saying it for everybody, uh, that, that period right there was a once in a lifetime, will it be done again? I don't know, I don't see it happening, um, WWE don't have enough firepower to be able to handle that indie crowd. That's not on WWE TV. It's on AEW. It's on, well, Ring of Honor. When Ring of Honor was going on, it's on NWA. It's on. It's on all these other platforms. But it's it's not on WWE TV. Why? Because you got rid of all of your indie players. Tyler Breeze, um, Chris, like you, we can even throw in Chris Jericho. We could go throw in, but but when I'm talking about indie players. I'm talking about more like legends like CM Punk, Do, uh, um, Brian Brian Danielson. Uh, I was about to say Daniel Bryan, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But um, yo, you know we we talking about people like that. We talking about people like uh. Well, Brody Lee, Luke Harper, however you want to call them and stuff. We talk about people like that before they even came into the WWE and became even more popular. They was killing it in the indies. They was becoming legends in the indies. I am so proud of Kenny Omega for not even going back to the WWE. He said he won't do it on his own. And guess what? He showed the no him the Bullet Club. They showed the world that you can't do it on your own. The Young Bucks showed the world that you can't do it on your own. Cody Rhodes came from the Giant down back down, and he said, "You know what? I'm about to build something up with my friends." Boom! You know what? That's what you call teamwork and dedication. I mean, I I I love WWE. Um, I grew up with WWE. WWE gave me some of my greatest moments in my childhood and stuff like that. Watching the Macho Man Randy Savage come off the top rope with the elbow. Watching uh, Lex Luger and stuff like that. The Road Warriors. Um, the Hillbilly Jam. Um, Andre the Giant. I remember when Andre the Giant made his last appearance on TV on Raw. He couldn't barely even walk, but he was there. 
And then, what was it? A month later or a couple of weeks later, he passed. Man, look here. I remember all that. I mean, it's hard to watch something that you fell in love as a kid just be diminished and not receptive to what its clientele is saying that, hey, we love you, but we just want you to do this. We want you to care more. If you care more, then we'll give you more. But the question is, how long did it take them to realize that health was more important than wealth? Or do they still even believe in that in that in that in that whole that whole understanding? Do they even believe in that? Cause, cause we gotta actually look at the whole spectrum of what's going on. Cause this is something so deep and profound right now that we can't even just, you know, talk about it for a little bit. No, we're gonna have to talk about this for a little while. Cause I want to do a part two to this segment: uh, health versus product. Because it's not just in wrestling, y'all. It's not just in wrestling. It happens in the NFL. It happens in soccer. You know, I'm going. I'm going. I'm. I'm touching on everybody around the world. Yes, when I said NFL, now I said soccer. Now, hey, that covers up everybody because I know everybody that 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 um that's across the world. Their version of football is soccer. It happens there. There's politician. There's politics in that. It's politics in the NFL, as you can see. There's politics in the NBA. It's politics in the NHL, which is the National Hockey League. There's politics in the MLB, which is the Major League Baseball. You know, there's politics in every sport imaginable. But why is there so much politics in wrestling? Why? Why? Why is it that your product is more important than the person that's trying to sell your product? Huh? Why? Why? No, no, that don't, that don't make any sense to me at all. And I wish more people would actually sit down and actually understand this shit because i'm coming straight from the heart i'm coming straight from i'm shooting from the hip okay look here am i a wrestler no but i'm going to try my best to try to train like one um i remember my doctor said that i couldn't do wrestling because of something that happened to me when i was younger and stuff and you know it's 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 a bittersweet pill because I'm watching people every time that I go on these vlogs and stuff. They are doing something that I wish I could have did. You know, that I wish I didn't hear those words that no, you won't be able to. You can't do it because if you take a bad chair shot to the head, that might be game over. Lights out. My parents was like. Saying no, don't do that. We want we want you to live a long life. But at the same time, I've always loved wrestling. I've always loved the fascination of wrestling. I've always loved the creativity of wrestling. I always loved the storytelling of making somebody that represents you that represents what you've been going through to see them rise above like for example all right let's let's um let's let's say let's use for some for, for a reference the rock okay we, we use the rock some some people say oh no he went corporate and stuff no he's a representation of a certain group of people let me tell you why Okay, 
The Rock. He 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 wasn't as you know rich and profound as you think he was, at on like when you saw him wearing like the 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 um the silk the silk uh, shirts and stuff the gold trimmed sunglasses and stuff looking like he's Don Omar or something like that Don Corleone or some shit you know what I'm saying he was not that guy in real life. In fact, he grew up more of he grew up more of on the poverty side than anything. So, if a company could turn this guy that grew up with in the world of poverty, uh, in the world of having nothing, and make him into a character that's larger than life and he represents everything that anybody from the hood from the neighborhood from any neighborhood that has a property line value that represents that neighborhood okay if if you got a person like that and you understand their background, their story. Every time they actually play a heel or or a good guy, you root and you cheer for them because you don't want to see that ride discontinue. You don't want to see that ride lose its fears. You don't want to see that ride lose hope because that means it's losing hope for somebody like you that's looking up to this person. Like, yo, if they could do it, I could do it too. And and that's what wrestling does. It's more of a inspiration. It brings out the best in us. It brings out the best in all of us. Hell, they used to say, hey, do not try this at home. But what's the first thing we motherfucking did? We went out there. We tried to pedigree our friend. We tried to do a stone cold stun on our friend. Broke some necks and stuff like that. <laughs> but I mean, like, yo... That's what kids did. Hell, I remember climbing on my mom and dad's uh, uh, staircase, you know, acting like I'm Macho Man Randy Savage, got my fingers in the air, diving off of it, landing on my cousins or or on a or on my brother, on my uh, god brother and stuff. You know, I remember doing that. I remember being put in the sharpshooter by one of my cousins. Why? Because we loved wrestling. We loved this stuff. We loved Bret Hart. We loved Shawn Michaels. How many people didn't try to do the whole DX, you know, chopping stuff up in school and say, suck it, you know? I'm just saying. <laughs> like, yo, how many of us got our ass whooped because we wanted to roll with what The Rock was saying, you know? Be like, know your role, shut your mouth, say that to the wrong person, you get to knock the fuck out. Yo, they don't tell you that shit, but you learn that in life. But, it was a representation of us. Hell, we had a we had a guy with a, with a bald head going around drinking beer, whooping up on his own balls. Who in this freaking world would not want to whoop up on their own balls because they got on their own motherfucking nerves? They get on your nerves and you want to whoop them, but you're watching this guy right here legally whooping his balls. That is knowing who your target audience is. That is knowing who you are representing. Yes, kids will tune in and watch it and stuff like that. Hell, like I said, I grew up in the in the world of in the world of you know WCW, WAF, ECW. You think ECW was a child-appropriate show? They didn't give a fuck. They went and did what they wanted to do. So, you know what? <laughs> I'm loving this here because I'm loving how AEW is presenting their product. Because you know why? We need more people presenting their product like this and showing the world, hey, we don't have to do what this company did because it's already been proven it's not been tried and it's failing no we're gonna do it our way and i'm just amazed 
on the creativity, what's going on out there in the professional wrestling scene. And I'm like, yo, we just need one entity to, to you know, wrap it up, wrap it up, and actually understand what they, what's going on in their, in, in their community. Because whether the WWE understands it or not, no, you are in a community. You representing us. You representing those that always wanted to be, always tried to be, always wanted to do something great and profound. But somewhere in life we got turned down. But yet you represented us. You represent the ones where, you know, you might have a loved one or a friend of yours saying wrestling is fake. We like, duh. We don't watch it for that. We watch it because of the storytelling. We watch it for the the mess like the mesmerizing moments that would not die, and you will always remember where you was at. When this happened, hell, I remember I was at a at a bowling bar when I saw The Rock versus Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania 18, I do believe. I think it was WrestleMania 18. I was there. No, actually, I don't think that was a bar. I don't think that was a bar. I was in a in a movie theater that was showing it in Texas. And it was awesome seeing it on a big screen like that. Because they gave us the Dolby surround sound, you know, theater and stuff. So it felt like you was in the in the dome and stuff. Because I remember it was in Houston. So it felt like you was in there. You know what I'm saying? Like you was nitty gritty up in, the, in WrestleMania. People brought their signs and stuff, and when it came down to The Rock versus Hulk Hogan, you know, Hulk, like um, The Rock versus Hollywood Hogan, my bad. You get you like you know for those that don't follow wrestling, there's a difference between Hollywood Hogan and Hulk Hogan. There's a total difference. The man did a wonderful transformation. He took it like like that's what I'm talking about. Like a childhood hero became the ultimate bad guy by just changing one thing. He said, okay, everything I did in the past, I'm going to do the opposite right now. And he made that shit work. He made it work. So he got two entities that's capable of going into the Hall of Fame. You got Hollywood Hogan. You got Hulk Hogan. Yeah, but yeah, we'll be right back after this. All right, holla at y'all later right here on the T-Corner. What up, y'all? How y'all doing today? Yeah, this is CEO Spoken King right here. And I want to say one thing. Not also am I a poet, but now I am a published author. Yes, go ahead. Go down to Amazon. And go or on your Kindle and go look up Dominic's Words by CEO Spoken King. Yes, it is a good story. And the way I did this book is pretty awesome because I mixed in poetry with a novel and a story that's that got a good plot, a good setup, and stuff like that. Hey, look, my phone even went off and said, you know what? Let's just start celebrating on it right now. So, yeah, go ahead and go to Amazon right now and go get your copy of Dominique's Words by CEO Spoken King. All right, till then, y'all, y'all have a beautiful, blessed day. The King now. What up, y'all? It's that time. My favorite segment of the show. Y'all already know I am a poet by heart. So, with no further ado, here's another exclusive poem by Mr. C.E.O. Spoken King. Right here 
on the Tea Corner. Brought to you by Tea Line Beats Production. Here we go, y'all. This is a dedication to the true royals of life. The life tellers, the earth shakers, the quiet and the strong. The kings and the queens that use the world as their inspiration to recite. The moments etched in the history books from Edgar Allan Poe to Maya Angelou. To all the kings and queens of poetry, this poem is dedicated to you. We are bound by the spirit and work to tell our situation, our growth, and our hurt, a confidence that cannot be broke. Because it heals us putting pen to pad, spilling out our souls for you, elevating life even when we are trying to grow too. A salute to the royalty of life, the kings and queens of poetry. Hello, how y'all doing out there, beautiful people? It's Mr. CEO, Smokey King, and I want to talk to you today about T-Line Beast Production. That's my baby. That's my beautiful child right there. Because you know why? Every time you see me on the T-Corner, T-Line Beast Production. Every time you see me on T-Corner Live, T-Line Beast Production. Every time you see me do my poetry and it's presented to you crystal clear. Yes, it is on the banner of T-Line Beats Production. And I'm extending this offer to you, my beautiful audience. Yes, I want to bring T-Line Beats Production into your household, into your environment. And, you know, if you're looking to start your own podcast, come on, holler at me, okay? And I get you, I can help you get started. So, once again, that is T-Line Beats Production. And you know what? This CEO Spoken King signed him out. <laughs> what up, everybody? How y'all doing, man? Thank y'all for tuning into today's episode. Yes, and like I like to end all my episodes, I want to wish y'all peace, love, blessings to y'all happy homes. Until next time, this is CEO Smoking King signing out. But but I want to leave y'all with this. If you keep on asking for more, more will come. And if you believe that you are worth more, more will show. If you believe that you can do more, more will arrive. And guess what, baby? That is an upgrade to what you used to be. And today, I want to send this beautiful message to everybody that's going through mental um, depression. Like, I don't care. Whatever you're going through in life, remember one thing. You are beautiful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Until next time, y'all, this is CEO Spoken King signing out. One love, one dream. Let's go. Let's all reach our goals in 2022, 2021, 2023. Let's do it. And you know what? I can't even leave this. I can't even leave this podcast without a salute. So peace, love, blessings, y'all. CEO Spoken King out. Okay, y'all, welcome to the Tea Corner, and it's the close of 2020. Wait, hold on, my bad. Man, let's just take a moment real quickly. How many of y'all really think 
we actually learned something from the previous year, which was 2020. And before you answer that question, look how we as humans actually been doing excellent in certain areas in life. But when it comes to certain important things in life, we just not getting it. We not getting it. Whether it's wearing a mask or getting vaccinated. You know, I, I look here. I'm going to tell you right now. Vaccinations should, should actually be um, individual's choice. Yo, like, like real talk, real talk. Let me, let me break it down to you. If a person has a gun in your face. And they say you got two options. You could live, you could die. But here's a revolver. Now there's a bullet in there, but you don't know exactly where it's at. Yes, I'm talking about Russian roulette, y'all. And I noticed that there's a lot of people out there that's playing Russian roulette with their lives and God bless them hey that's their decision that's their choice and I don't have to be around them you know I don't have to to be around them you know stuff like that and if people are choosing not to you know wear a mask you know protect the others around them that's their choice that's their right and that's not let's just go ahead and put it where it needs to be Biden is actually wrong for what he's doing, like enforced, like like mandating that you get vaccinated with something that you're not comfortable having in your skin. There's a lot of people that ain't comfortable with having this vaccine in their skin. And guess what, baby? I understand. But I also understand this. Yo. There's an in there's an invisible force that's killing my loved ones, my friends, people I used to ride next to, people I used to walk the streets with, no longer here. There's something killing the mouth. I can't see it. You can't see it. But it's there. You know what I'm saying? So it's in that same realm of when you fighting. Your the art of fighting is to be able to counteract your opponent's attack. But what happens if you can't see your opponent? See, that's what y'all not thinking. That's not what y'all seeing. That's not what y'all actually portraying out there in the world. Y'all forcing people to do something that they don't want to do. And you know what? I'm all for the mask. I'm all for the vaccine and stuff. But I'm not for you forcing this down people's throat. I'm not for that. Now, there's other things that I'm for and stuff. Like, I'm for the legalization of marijuana. I'm telling you right now. I truly believe in 2022, if we could get this thing legalized, it would solve a whole lot of people that's having stress and they they, they, they going through too much and stuff like that. And they're not able to be themselves. And baby, it's time. For us to start being ourselves. It's time for us to come out the ashes. And be able to rebuild what we have. See. Come 2022. I'm bringing a new narrative. To T-Corner. I just wanted to just shed my light on that right there. 
and that's not my message for today. My message for everybody today, and I'm not going to have no music behind this. I'm just going to be me, just straight up me, you know. And when I do these things, it's just going to be straight up me. There ain't going to be no music in the background. It's just going to be my poetry and me. So, come 2022, I'm going to start doing... I'm going to start changing T-Corner around and make it more into my light and into my expertise of what God has blessed me to use and utilize and be able to portray and push out there in the world. And a whole bunch of people have said they love my poetry. God bless y'all. I love you. Thank you for your kind words and everything. So, come 2022, I'm going to be doing a segment where I'm just going to be coming off the top of my head. Like, like pretty much the whole show is going to be dedicated to poets, to activists, to people that's making a change out there in the world. I'm about to do what I should have been doing in the beginning. Get me on the mic. Let me spell out some poetry. Let me do my thing. So 2022, look out for that. And baby, we gonna be on top. Okay, so next on the news for 2022. We gonna start be making more groundwork. And, you know, connecting with people where, you know, I get this thing, you know, really sponsored. And really be going and kicking and moving because I've turned my office into my own little studio and stuff like that so you know God's been blessing me and my wife and stuff so you know we'd be able to you know do some things that we wasn't able to do and stuff because you know what God is good all the time you know what I'm saying so look forward to that look forward to that and this is just part one of the closer remark. That's going to be a part two, but it's going to be a part of another podcast because today I'm releasing like a lot of content. I'm like, yo, I'm pushing stuff out. I'm making it clear in my mind. This is what I want to do. So I'm leaving all of the old show posting all the old shows and the ideas I came up with and I got a very good concept that I was talking about on one of these shows. It was called The Health The Health versus the Product and stuff like that. Where it was talking about the WWE and their ways of doing things. So please tune into that one right there because yeah I came up I started talking about some real stuff so excuse me air bubble y'all I started talking about some real stuff and stuff so yeah tune into that because it's fire and we need to get them views up on that one right there because you know if you grew up watching some of these wrestlers and stuff and you like was like believing these larger than life characters and stuff you know when you was a kid and when you see them older now, they got bad knees, bad necks, bad, you know, backs and stuff like that. Like, they don't tell you the ugly side of the business, you know, and, you know, so we always be talking about that on one of these podcasts I'm going to be releasing very, very soon. So this is part one of the close remarks of 2021. The next episode... I'm going to have part two. And then the next episode, I'm going to have part three. And what's what's going to come out of these um, closing remarks is the transition into the new, the new staple of the show. Well, it's not actually new. It's, it's just a revamped version and it's gonna be more me and showcasing my skills and stuff and the thing about these poems right here 
they're not going to be written down. They're going to be coming from my head. From my head, from my spirit, and my soul, straight to your ears. So, yes, stay tuned because there's a new chapter, a new horizon coming. And, baby, we're going to make it happen. And if you are interested in being a part of my show, please contact me at T-Line Beats Production. That is T-L-I-N-E-B-E-A-T-Z-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N at gmail.com. Please, ladies and gentlemen, I... I'm just letting you know, I'm looking for poets, singers, you know, writers, songwriters. Yo, if you, especially if you're a writer of life, that means songwriter, poet, book writer. I want you on my show. I want to showcase your talents on this show. I want to showcase people doing great things. So, yo, we're going we gonna to be having some real cool interviews and stuff like that. Because why? When you, when, you, when you build, God provides. You know what I'm saying? So, let me just put it right there. When you build, God provides. And, yes, we're going to have more God quotes, you know, going on in this show. Because... I want this show to be blessed. I don't want it to be hindered by nothing. So everything that I'm doing, I'm giving God the glory. So, yes, I know it's my talents and stuff. But if it wasn't for God giving me these talents, I would not be here. So let's let's go keep it real. Let's keep it 100. And so coming next is going to be part two of... The remarks of 2021. Because 2021 is over, y'all. Hallelujah. If you're listening to this, you made it through. God bless you. God keep you. God make a way for you in this beautiful days that we call our life and stuff like that. And may he put his hands of love upon you and your dwelling and stuff like that. So... Till next time, y'all, peace, love, and many blessings to you all. And this is CEO Spoken King right here saying, look, if you got a dream, do it. One love. <laughs>